0: I became more comfortable with knowing that my life's gonna take off. And I got in the rooms and places that I didn't, I didn't think I'd be in, especially with coming around and shoot with celebrities and get your lifestyle. You can't get too excited because if you want this to be a lifestyle, you gotta make it and it's an extra normally in office. We don't use the word crazy anymore, we say it's a Tuesday. So <laughs> like, you know, it's like, oh wow, you got this opportunity that's crazy, on you know, that's
1: Tuesday. You're listening to the guys who do stuff podcasts. Get unstuck tell a better story and have a damn good answer to the question, what are you doing today? Visit guyswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google
2: that. Welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. This is a show where you get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? And today in the studio, I've got Josh with me. Yo. It's been a minute. It's excited to be it's back in the minute. studio. We took a break. We're focusing on our businesses. Growing In and the serving. meantime, we opened up this really cool studio that we're in now. Yep. Excited to be in here. And today's guest,
1: Mike J. Mike Jones. What's going on? What's, going What's up, on, Mike?
2: Thank you guys are having me Excited to have you Just start out by telling us A little bit about your business What you do
0: What I don't do actually is crazy (laughs) So I'm originally from Raleigh, North Carolina The coast But I moved to Raleigh when I was in middle school Went to undergrad at Liberty In Virginia I got into sport management there That's kind of my introduction Into the sports world From there After I graduated Went to Wake Forest University To intern with the football team there And that's when I kind of Started getting into Creative media and recruiting Um, That's kind of the first time I picked up a camera To actually like Start taking photos of sports Had no idea what I was doing at all after a year being there, got to UNC for football there too, working straight in just creative media, taking photos, doing graphics, branding, things of that such. It was pretty cool there for the first two years there and then NC State brought me on as a director of creative media in spring of twenty twenty one. After that I was leading all branding, photos, graphics, things of that such and then as of recently, um, don't tell that, it, don't tell it. I Wait, you gotta it. spoil it. You gotta let us spoil it you. Announcement later. <laughs> yeah, 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 Breaking yeah, yeah, news. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just really exciting. Yeah.
2: I'm curious. Did you ever? Did you start off going down the path of thinking you were gonna be playing the sports
0: as a young kid? Yes, but when I got into that field, I wanted to be like a, like a scout. In, like, the NFL or NBA scout. Or.
2: Did you meet somebody that got you thinking about that? Or did you see a movie or so something? So
0: when you were an intern, like, all these other scouts from other – like, the pro teams would come in, and they would, just like, bring donuts to the staff and the such, and you come watch practice and evaluate players and things of like that and such. And then sitting on their, like, evaluations, and how, like, they got to travel all the time. Like, hotel was free. Food was free. After that, they can go to games for free. Then I such. I just wanted to do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I love, like – the recruited aspect of college sports, giving a kid a dream, that caught my eye, and I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. So, you found a way to attach yourself to a deeper
1: purpose of helping folks achieve a dream. Mm-hmm. So, you were also an athlete? <laughs>
0: Unofficial athlete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like once I stopped growing past five seven, I was like, "Yeah, it's about time me to hang my shoes up." <laughs>
1: so backyard ball is like singing in the shower for oh, a without second. a doubt. Yeah, yeah a backyard
0: yeah. ball. What do you like foot, throwing a football around? Or no, ba- basketball. Basketball. Basketball has been my mm-hmm. life. And growing up in this area, football is, is, is one thing, but basketball, is every you got, Duke, got USC, mm-hmm. got NC State, yeah, the rivalry, tobacco rivalry, like everything lives and breathes basketball. This is the hoop state, so yeah, that kind of the kind of instilled into you at a young age. I know your family. I'm fortunate to know them. There's some rivalry in there. It's split down the middle between who, like, loves Duke and loves UNC. Oh, okay. Like, obviously, everybody, when you're— Whole
2: you're, state's that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when you grow up in the state of North Carolina, and elementary school, you take a class, and you have to choose which way you're going to go. You're going to go Duke, UNC, or Carolina <laughs> yeah. for uh, NC State. My dad is a big Duke fan. My mom's a Carolina fan. My brother Christian's a Carolina fan. S- Sadiq's a Carolina fan. I think he's pulling more for state now. Yep. And then I'm a Duke fan. I hope I actually don't have no college no more, so I can say that now I'm a proud Duke fan. Right. But uh, shout out to NC State though in Carolina for hospitality. But i have all been a Duke fan. But I think in the sense of that, it's been split down the middle, especially when Duke and UNC plays. Like we sit on separate couches. Like we all yelling at each other. It's bad. It's very bad. It's very bad. <laughs> Your
1: dad does drive a blue truck, and it is more it, of a Duke
0: blue. When I was at Carolina, my dad would barely wear the Carolina blue. He would only wear the white shirts. I gave him one of black UNC shirts. He would never wear the Carolina blue one. It's like rare you see him in that. Yeah. But then he got to state because he also worked there too. Yeah. Um, he became more of a state fan, but Duke basketball has been his thing. Like Duke blue, he hates Carolina blue, all that. So, yeah. so
2: what's your favorite discipline inside of? Because you're the creative director at NC State. Yeah,
0: director of creative media for football. Director of creative. Yeah, nice. Majority of my role was kind of everything with graphic and social. Yeah. Um, it was like a team of three. It was like me and then my counterpart. His name Maurice Moses. I was like crazy cinematographer. He's actually still there right now. He's a director creative video. I think he's heading over to the creative department now since I left. He did everything, majority of the video wise and all that film wise and. I did all the graphics and photo. And then we had another person named Annabelle. She did, like, the social media, external media, things like that. Such. that all right, so, rewind.
1: This guy's name is Reese Moses? Maurice Moses. We Maurice, call him Mo. Maurice Moses? What yeah, a name. Call him what a Mo. name. That's a cool name. Yeah. Man, yeah.
0: crazy talented. Like, I told him, like, anywhere I go, I know the fact that, like, in creative, in, well, in sports creative, I feel like people find the person they work with the most. And they just, hey, you're my guy. Wherever we go, we're going to tag yeah. on. And I found, I, I was... That's my guy. You know what I'm saying? So, so did
2: it just work out that you got to be over the majority of the graphics and the photos and that's where your passion lies?
0: Yeah. So my, yeah, my true passion was photography. That's the I mean. No, no matter where I'm go at, I want to know as long as like I'll do the job, but as long as I'm taking photos with it, like just, that's my thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So,
2: How did that come about? What was the moment where you're like, like, oh, camera.
0: Yeah. So I think it was Wake Forest in 2018. Like, There's a guy named Ben Baker. He was a, a director of video at Wake Forest. And like, I told him I wanted to help shoot photos. I didn't know what to do. He gave me a lumens. He didn't tell me anything about the camera, know how to set it up, things of that such. He was like, "Go out and shoot." I was like, "Okay." So I had no idea what I was doing. Go out there. Photos were terrible blurry <laughs> and shooting in raw they were like dark they were light it was bad but.
2: people nowadays assume it's really easy because your iphone does all the work exactly so <laughs>
0: were you surprised how good they look after an edit yes okay. i was i actually was surprised myself everything i take a picture of myself i send a crystal so and she gassed me up everything i do she'll critique me she would be like yeah you could have done this better than a thirty yada yada but oh, i like this on the third so once she got the confirmation because she's been straight up with me that actually i'm good at what i'm doing with the photos that's when I was like, okay, I think I'm like this, you know what I'm saying? But for the longest time, I actually fought with Crystal a lot that I would say I'm not a creative. And she kept saying, no, you are, you need to embrace it. And I'm like, no, I'm not a creative. Stop, I want to do coaching, I want to do scouting, recruiting. Like, I'm not a creative. And yeah. she kept, she didn't give up on the fight. And then obviously, now in a sense, can't see myself not being one.
2: So you were always yeah. leaning towards being the scout side that looked cool, stay in the fancy hotels and travel and everything. Exactly. When was it that it was like, you know what, I can probably do the same thing, mm. but with photography.
0: Oh, outside of the sports, my photography kind of blew up. I think I got up. My first campaign was like during COVID. I did with East Bay. I think I remember that I was working at Dick Sporting Goods at the time. I was intern at UNC, so I was making no money. So I was intern at night at Dick's Sporting Goods. And one night I was like, you know what? I really want this thing to talk about photography. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tweet at East Bay, Puma, Nike. I was like, yo, I'm going to be doing a campaign for you guys by summer 2022. Yeah. And then East Bay responded. What the heck? So I screenshot it, put on my Instagram story. And then Tad East Bay there, they did me on there. And after that, my friend Jazz from the, it's a group called the Black Originals I'm a part of. She said, why don't you know me? I'm, I'm connected? She was a senior director of, I think, senior graphics or visual director at the time. She yeah. put me in contact Next thing, three people from East Bay hit me up. it was like one guy named Taylor Houston and then somebody from actual social team East Bay and then Jazz again. And the next thing they sent me a big box of Jordan gear and I had to shoot like one of the holiday campaigns. And so I shot that. They loved it. Next thing, they sent me two more campaigns to do. It was like the, some cool grade threes, and then after that, the Carmines.
2: So this was just product photography, or did you was, get models? It was product photography. So I
0: used my brother. I used Christian, actually. So I used him for every single thing. He His foot is a foot bigger than mine, but he's squeezing all the things, and such because like, they said everything in my size. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I used him for all that, every single one of those. And then it blew off and popped off, and I, I feel like I started to grab a love outside of sports photography. and yep. stuff like that. So outside yeah. of that East Bay thing, what was your next thing? East Bay came... I was a product production assistant on a complex documentary. One of my guys, his name's Brandon Todd. He used to be a photographer for The Panther, now he just he's a freelance photographer. But he mainly shoots for Madison Square Garden now. He hit me up randomly. I think he asked to be like, if I be an assistant on set with his complex documentary they're shooting in North Carolina. I'm like, yeah, for sure. He definitely known. I always want to work with him. Like I model all of myself to after him and all this and stuff. Like he gives me all the inspiration photo wise, yeah. especially being like like a black photographer, lead photographer in the NFL, and I want to get to that point. So he hit me up there. I spent a wee whole day there. We were filming for like at least 16 hours straight. So I was helping everything that is needed. But after that, I was like, yeah, this is definitely something different outside of sports. And the next thing probably was Dreamville, when I shot Dreamville Festival this past year. Before that, I dropped, I shot with Dreamville for the events before that. And they had, they had like prior, it was a yoga event and they announced it, like different events leading up to the actual festival. And there was, they had posted, they did, it was, her name was ZZ. I'm sorry. Her name was ZZ. And she's like just crazy talented yoga instructor and they posted they were having it literally down the street from state so as soon as they posted i dm'd her I said, hey geez, my name is mike jones i'm a photographer here yada yada hey, i know y'all have photographers already but i would love to come out here and just shoot for y'all and she yeah. responded and i was like oh wow keep in mind i've always i've read up on every single person that, that affiliate dreamville i hope to work with them again in the future but literally the fact that everybody that i met somebody that i've always seen just following like dreamville and j cole and all the people that surrounded him so shot the first two yoga events with them and then I was already shooting a festival with her name is Kier Luck. She's a writer. We were shooting for a and OK player. And then so we shot the festival those two days after that. And after that, that's when everything took off outside of sports. So my photography got get getting up like I started getting up about a lot of artists, companies, brands, campaigns, things that such to do extra work.
2: That's awesome. I think a lot of people are always, I don't know, I wanna do it, but I can't break into it. Like, I'm thinking of this guy that I know. He wanted to do motion graphics for a shoe company, so he just made an ad. He put it into his portfolio, which actually led to gigs, which led to national gigs, and, like, last year, he won an Emmy. Ah, oh, that's a but story. But you just
0: got to go get it. That's how as it is. If you have no connections, the only way for people to notice you do something to put it out there. I was DMing people every day. I was doing photo shoots and tagging people. I was doing everything for myself out there yeah so i feel like in a sense that it's that's a big
2: I'm difference to be like hey i want to take your picture that's okay yeah but then you're like hey i took this picture and i'd love to take one like this for you it's just it's like an interview all wrapped in one it's like, oh yeah, yeah you can take pictures yeah i need my picture yeah yeah that's perfect
1: it shows you the power of the visual medium to move things forward yeah so hey this is it but yeah all right yeah
2: I used to work as a creative director, and I remember just realizing how very little I cared about education. I just wanted to see the portfolio. Like, you can learn so much more from the portfolio when you're hiring somebody. If you want to pursue something in the arts, just start doing it. Start building your portfolio. You don't need real clients. Just do stuff that you love. Exactly, yeah. Right. And get after it. Yeah. So, did you have any mentors along the way that helped you out? Because it's not just dumb luck.
0: No, I had a lot, yeah. (laughs) First and foremost, base of it, my parents, you got to have a big support base. My parents, there's not one thing that me and my siblings came to them and said that we want to do that. They didn't go with all the means of doing it. So, yeah. I've really got to say the the, the the starting ground of mentorship is how my parents kind of showed their support for that. And obviously like, in a sense, that's when, and being a creative is, I, I think it's a good, having a base with your parents, you got to be like that. Obviously, not everybody's fortunate enough to do, have that support system. But they make it seem like, no matter what, like I know I believe in you, so it's going to happen. So I got that from them. But along I feel the way, like
2: that's a big ask for parents to be a creative. Like, yeah, you're going to make a living with a camera.
0: Is, it, is that a thing? That's the t- that's the typical <laughs> question to get. They're, they're uncertain about it. You know what I'm saying? Is that like yeah. it, what type of securities with that? No, no, it's understandable. But the fact that they're being patient with it, especially like I was interning unpaid um, for three years before I even got my first job. My parents like just let me scratch the house, and they were patient with me because I wanted this to happen working sports i wanted yeah. this photo photography thing to happen and they were patient you know what i'm saying and the typical like, you you need to get, out, get a job the so, you know, first one on that i'll I call my parents but definitely two people that stick out to me mentor wise from afar i guess brandon todd um just for his work like yeah. i said like, I-, I, I think
2: people him. discount that like you can have a mentor and never really meet yeah. him. like you can the way that people share their work and share their process now yeah. that we have social media and blogs and all that kind of stuff like authors who write books like i I think that's a real mentor, even yeah. though you might not never get to talk to him. It's a different kind of mentor relationship, but yeah. still. Oh,
0: no, it is. Yeah, definitely. And then another one, I guess his name is Victor. He owns the, here in the Raleigh a Workshop. So he's a fashion designer. He like calls himself an artist because he does so many different things. But in a sense, he helped bring my creativity to the next level. I used to go there. He His shop is in downtown Raleigh. Um, and he was in New York for 12 years. He like designs for like Brad. He's a very well-known designer mm. um, or artist in a sense. But he opened up his shop at late at night for us and a couple of his friends to go in there and just work on something creative so me i was editing photos he's making pants in front of us like our friend bobby's rapping it's like that. it's a big creative space but at the times that i had a lot of talks with him especially he kind of opened up my eyes to a new level of photography i became more comfortable with knowing that my life's gonna take off and i got in the rooms and places that i didn't think i'll be in especially with coming around and shooting celebrities and things like that such that he makes it yo Make it your lifestyle. You can't get too excited because if you want this to be a lifestyle, you got to make it, hey, this is an extra, you know, like a normal day in the office. Yeah. We think, we don't use the word crazy anymore. We say, it's a Tuesday. So <laughs> like, oh, wow, like, you got this opportunity that's crazy and all, that's Tuesday. I like that. So, but then another guy, like I said, you met, you, you also interviewed before, Greg. Yeah. Before, yeah. So I think, on the sense I've met him at State and then, He became a huge mentor for me.
2: Right now, he's the main photographer for the Hurricane. Exactly, yes. But he still shoots a lot of sports. Everything, yeah. Yeah. He also
0: shoots for NC State, too.
2: So, yeah, that interview you're talking about was for a podcast called Talk of the Triangle. And he tells his story about making it as a photographer. And he's got some crazy stories that sound a little like yours. Like, you showed up. I was like, I'm going to make this picture. I just got to go get it. I heard about a thing, and I went there, and I got it. And then he ended up shooting baseball cards, and he shot, like, crazy amounts of every. It's like sports celebrity isn't, you, isn't he the one Who yeah.
1: shot the tops Baseball cards right yeah. So how'd
0: yeah, you meet him of, It was my In the summer My first year at state In last year So last summer We actually Had a media day Shoot And I know I can't shoot It by myself And the boy said Hey like we have Our photographer The team that does All the game stuff you can Bring him in He'll do all the uh, photos you need So yeah As I, I connect with him Then we shoot All the games We're using his photos For graphics and such And then outside of that I was like I got probably broken Concert photography He shot every single Celebrity or concert art music artist You can think of like every person i named he's whole, like, oh, here's this photo i did of him or like, here's the story about them yada, yada yada like yeah he's such a go-getter so when i broke into that's when the mentorship really took off because outside of sports he knew i had it and talking about light and things and that such all the mechanics of, of photography he knew I, I i had the basis of it but really it came from the concert photography because i was like hey i don't know the scenario like being a, like a photographer i think the sense that people understand that you can't just go out and shoot anything like Every level of photography is different. So with concert photography, is definitely different than sports. Portrait, it's all different. Right. So I was very a beginner, even though you know, you're working camera. I was very a beginner when it comes to the actual concert photography. So I literally was hitting him up all the time. Sending him photos and such. Hey, editing tips, like shooting tips wise, yada. And honestly, my first set of photos when I did, my first concert I shot was Trippy Red. And then up to my last one, which would have had to have been, I think, Pitbull or Chris Brown. Like, you can see the difference because of all the tips he can show me. That. Yeah. So,
2: That's really cool. I remember when I was first learning how to do video editing, which was like the first kind of creative thing I got into. I bought Adobe Creative Cloud, which at the time wasn't a monthly thing. It was like $2,300 out of pocket. So I like had to save up to get the big box that it came in. And then I couldn't figure the stupid thing out. So I had to go buy the $40 book on how the heck it works. And I'm reading it. And I was just thinking to myself, I wish somebody would just give me an hour, somebody that knows how this works. Because I could figure out so much more yeah. in that hour than reading this. That's why it's so important to find mentors. It's like a cheat code because you have somebody that actually knows how it works in the real world. It's theoretical versus like real life.
0: And you know that's I mean? the main thing. With, I feel like a lot of creatives, there's nothing the wrong with mentorship. I feel like you don't know everything. And there's people that have done things that are willing to help. But in a sense, you got to own yourself in a sense to be, hey, I want to learn. from. Yeah. I have 15 to 20 creatives I mentor too. And I'm still young, but they're off. I don't, I'm not a person to sit and brag and name, but they're all off, having to power five stuff, and then they're somewhere in the league, you know what I'm saying, somewhere up and coming. So yeah. I'm just being that vessel that was given to me. So That's awesome.
2: We got to, we got that big announcement coming up later. We're yeah. excited. just want to keep teasing it a little bit. But <laughs> before we get to it, some more questions. Like, What do you think is the most impactful lesson you've learned from a mentor in your life?
0: This is so much. I think it was two. I think one from my dad, just knowing, like, his story, what he's been through, and just he's always a provider, just growing up and seeing how he is. and like, what I learned from him, him telling me directly, adversity is going to happen. Life is going to be hard. But in the sense of, like, how you react and how you overcome it, 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 it that's what your outcome to be. I think also, too, and the other one would be from Victor. He's saying anything you want to do in life, if you say it, it's going to happen. You gotta but you gotta say it with with the affirmation that it's gonna happen. Yeah. And I think it's everything that he was saying that was true. The other one would probably be when J. Cole probably started getting hot. He was from North Carolina. He was making the sense that, hey, like you're from North Carolina, smoking small- from a small town in Fayetteville, that you can go and be big. Still, in fact, never forget where you came from. I've always kind of, like I, said, I, I used to dive like just diverge into everything with Dreamville. All the artists, documentaries, everything everything that was Dreamville literally was like hip to. Yeah. So in the fact is like you know what I want to work with them one day. I'm gonna shoot photos one day. And my next goal is still I'm gonna shoot J Cole's next like album cover. He only has two more albums left before he's done. So you knowing sense the victory said anything you say you're gonna do is gonna happen. So it did happen with the Dreamville thing. I actually got shot with Dreamville, and then that weekend I was like you know what I want I'm gonna do it. What I can for for the Dreamville label to follow me. They all follow me on there. And after that now my next goal after knocking all those things out is now in a sense I want to shoot J Cole. That happened. I photographed him in the Dreamville and every other artist there too. And now my next thing is, you know, I'm going to photograph his album cover or a single cover before he retired from rap. So that's my next That's my next thing. But anything you say you want to do and you really believe it and kind of have faith in it, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Where does he live? Where Cole? Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly where he's at, like, but I know he has. He West does coast. he No, he lives here in the area. Oh, he's in the area? He actually plays basketball in, in Lifetime. Oh, yeah. That's where I first met so. him at, in 2016 in December. Yeah, my boy Majid Raji, he was shooting, and shooting around, and I was kind of helping him get back with training, so I was going to go late nights rebound with him. And then, I think one night Cole had walked in. He had met him before, and then so he walked in there, and obviously, like Cole my favorite rapper, so he walked in there, and Majid's in there already talking. It was like 10:30 at night. I got off my late shift at Dick's Sporting Goods. And I was already tired. But he was like, "Yo, just come through, let's just rebound for me, yada." I was like, "All right." So, I walk in, and he's talking to this dread headed dude. Obviously, I can't see. Past like your head right now. You were saying when everything getting blurry. Yeah. So it's all blurry to me on the third, and I don't know who he's talking to, yada yada. But I don't mind it at all. I walk up to him and see it's cold Oh my gosh, like <laughs> J Cole. But I completely ignore him at all. I said, "Majie, let's go get these shots up. It's late. Let's go." So we went in the gym till one in the morning. So next thing you know, I saw a rebound for him, and Cole was still shooting around for his body arc to the side. And then after that, after we got that rebound, and Cole was talking to him, and he was like, "Yo, I want to put you in contact with this guy named John from the other other gym in Raleigh." And I was like, Yeah, I know him. I, I hoop with him. I actually did. And He was like, You know, I'm like, Yeah, for sure. And after that, we got to talk him a little bit. I literally asked him what his name was. I knew like, it was my favorite. <laughs> I said, What's your name, bro? He said, I'm Cole. And I said, I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. I ain't gonna be no fan girl, but I'm like, I ain't like playing. The old like you really changed my life with your music. Yeah, but I, I like just held it in. so I got in the car, I'm like, Why did I just do that? Pro,
1: total pro tip, everybody. So when you meet a celebrity, just pretend you don't know him, so that they'll <laughs> yes. be like, Oh, this person doesn't know. It takes all the pressure off. Yes. You're he like, gave me that look. That you don't know who I am. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm like.
2: I do, but no, you know what I'm saying. So (laughs) that's cool. That's organic. So you must meet a lot of celebrities now in your current line of work with photography. Yes, it's a lot more than what people see. You know, but I like what you said earlier. Like instead of being like, "Oh, that's crazy," just be like, "That's Tuesday." It's Tuesday. You got to adjust your mindset. Yes. Have you seen?
1: Have you received any advice from a mentor about like how to approach
0: a celebrity or work with them? Yeah. So with Victor, because Victor is around them a lot, and like he's guys like, for instance, like with him being a fashion designer, Cole had a listening party. At his at Raleigh Dillon workshop here in Raleigh, I think where KOD came out and the album dropped and they were all in his making stuff and they were like, oh, the album dropped. And he was like, oh, okay. And they were still working in there. But literally he was like, like it's going to be lifestyle. Like I said, make it your ordinary life, your everyday lifestyle. So yeah, and he's the only person that I know that for a fact that like, he's so humble that none of that stuff really affects him at all. You know what I'm saying? That like the slavery, the and because like him knowing what he does, so that's going to get normal, you get equipped to it. So
1: Yeah. What's the most critical skill that you think you, that you need to sur- survive and thrive in what you
0: do, confidence. If you want, you ain't confident in yourself and your work, like, where's you know you're gonna stay complacent? Damn. nobody's certain, gonna want to work with you. Exactly, exactly. You gotta go in, especially you gotta go in and make it seem like you know what you're doing. Like you saying, right, like if there's like a photographer in there and you nervous about the photo shoot, you gotta go in there and make it seem like you know what you're doing. That way, they give the assurance that they'll, I got the right person for the job. Yeah. I so remember like half that. half fake until
2: you make it and then yeah. half really make it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's this interesting
1: thing because I was in the film world in Hollywood and in New York for several years. And I've been through many auditions and in audition rooms. Actors and performers go through times when they may be more or less desperate than other times. And, and it's just a real sense you can get as a casting director. I've heard casting directors talk about it. I probably did not land many roles because there were desperate times. But when I was just like whatever or I was in a good place. I was landing roll
2: Yeah, it's weird. It's like a different energy. It's a different energy. Yeah, I've noticed that too, like you're pitching a client or whatever. Yeah. If you act like you don't really need the work, but you just as helpful as you can be, and not so much like, I really want it, I really, yeah. so come, it, on, come yeah. on, please. Yeah. You just don't get those
0: ones. You got to right. act like you've been there before. That way you won't get too starstruck, especially like when it comes to sports or concert yeah. photography. Like, you're going to be around them a lot. You can't be starstruck that. It's going to hinder you. you got to tuck it in. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I act like I've been before. Yeah out and do their thing you know what I'm saying so I've seen a lot of photographers get key out of photo pits where they've been like fangirling like recording on their phones and the like, artists
2: be like yeah you don't get them out of here you gotta act like you've been here before so that's awesome it's a good place to take a break when we get back we're gonna have this announcement from Mike J that we've been so excited to hear we'll see you in a second new from PepsiCo, just in time for summer hard water squares do you wish the stuff you pour in your mouth was colder yeah are you sick of your drink being too hot Only our hard water squares are cold and hard. Patent pending. You can add our new hard water squares to coffee, hot cocoa, tea, really any brown liquid, bourbon, soda. There's probably more. Try hot water cubes in your next drink. Enjoy responsibly. Not applicable in every brown liquid such as 5W30 motor oil, syrup, tanning oil, or hot Nutella. We're still in the studio here with Mike J. And we've been teasing out and we're excited to hear some big news. Floor is yours, my friend.
0: Yeah, man. I'm about to become uh, an interpretive dancer in New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's uh, what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo. No, no, but I recently left NC State at this past week, and I actually am moving to Charlotte to work for the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh. So I'm going to be the, the team photographer and digital designer. So.
2: That's so cool. Yeah, Ooh, so. Big time. So what are you
0: most excited about? Man, I'm just excited. One more I'm excited that, that I'm actually about to live out my dream.
2: Yeah, this is like full circle. It is. You said you were going to play for the Hornets.
0: Yeah. It was one point in time that my mom is a Zoom Zoom instructor. And every February that, I think for instance, my sophomore year of high school, every February they would invite Zoom instructors to dance at the Hornets halftime show. So every year from sophomore year until probably my sophomore year of college, I had 100 resumes printed out. And I go up to the game dressed up. And I would leave my resumes on chairs and tables, give them to janitors, anybody with a hornet's on, I would get my resume out. Not for a job, because obviously my resume had nothing on it, but it's more in fact like I just want a connection. I want to be acknowledged. Right. I want to be seen. So I did that for three, four years straight, and obviously never heard nothing back. So the fact that now it's like full circle, the fact that I was in those seats in the nosebleeds, right. passing on my resume and leaving around, I'm kidding, you not like my resume is probably like all
2: through there. Now you're gonna have this all access badge. You can go wherever you want. I'm saying, exactly. So,
0: my first thing I'm gonna do when I get there is go look if, I eat, if my resume is tucked somewhere. Yeah, yeah what I did, did you I find did, one? I man. did tuck some places. I did have some places. So, hopefully, they like generally they find it. But <laughs> it's more than what you would never figure it out. So, I gotta go
2: back in there and see if it's, it's still in
0: there.
1: They so, they have sure. the same seats there now, same stadium. Right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Powerful. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. So it's going to be this upcoming season. It's going to be. You see some photos from the.
0: Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Photos. be yours. Graphics, yeah. I'm excited to work with the team that they have there. Like, all the people just following their content. And the person who was before me there did amazing work, too. So, like, the fact that I'll be able to be a part of that with the way he left before he got there. And the fact that, hey, continue that on. And then. Going and joining people that's talented there. I'm, I'm mad excited to get there. You so, know what I'm saying? So, so, who owns the Hornets right now? I think his name is, is Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. I he's don't, Michael, I don't, jo- Michael Jordan. He played basketball, I think. He was in what well, kind of forever? No, no. I'm
1: just burning to ask, what do you think about the coincidence that you have the same initials as this guy? Is that I know, right? That's I'm going
0: to come. I'm, the first day I'm walking in, I'm, like, I'm the real Mike. Let like, you know that. I'm going to arrange you one. You know what I'm saying? Your legacy. I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) How you doing, Mr. Jordan? Nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you
2: think? Do you think you'd be able to stand by your no fangirling if you do meet Michael Jordan? Yeah, I'll ask him what his name is. The ultimate man. What's your
0: name? Exactly. I might do that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: What's your
0: name? (laughs) (laughs) He'll probably do that guy on YouTube. Michael Jordan. he's go on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to meet everybody in the organization. Like, it's a good group that I'm I'm hearing about them all. The team, from
2: the coaches to the players to the team I'm working with, I'm excited. So, So excited. What do you think are some of your personal like, systems or processes or just the way that you managed your career to this point that, that got you to this place? Yes. So if there was like a secret sauce or somebody's like, man, I want to do something like that. Yeah. What are the ingredients in this secret sauce? Consistency <sighs> with your work. When I started out, every time I reached out to people,
0: they always told me the same thing. Do great where you're at and it'll get noticed. Mm. And also network and connect saying like there's not somebody that you shouldn't be able to know there's somebody to know somebody at some place and where you want to do yeah i think it all comes off connections because the thing is that as soon as you reach out they'll literally hit they'll figure out who can hit everybody that you know about you that's yeah. something i could agree to have is connection networking consistency and also to that i think a lot of creatives they think they have to have a high tech gear just work with what you got until you get better yeah. stuff all the gear no idea Exactly Exactly But so, this is like The job for you right This is It's not the end goal for me At the end goal I, I do want to work for myself I want to travel Do photography I Actually my end goal I want to be an AAU basketball coach Back in Raleigh Once I'm done So I want to come back After I retire from What I'm doing And just come coach Like 15, 16 year olds AAU travel basketball But aside from that Yes And right. photography wise I want to travel I want to shoot I want to be Work for myself Yeah Back and shoot Still sports Concert photography Portrait photography Everything with photography I want to be I want my work to be known the fact that you know what I'm saying is more And it's just Appreciation Rather than about The cloud type was Yeah So
2: Yeah that makes sense So let me ask you This question You remember that That movie Back to the future Yes Martin McFly DeLorean time machine Kind of thing Yes So you were given Access to the DeLorean You've got one hour To go back to Any time in your past Any age you And give that guy Some advice Little when Mike When would you go back And what would when? you say Little Mike Yeah. Running around the neighborhood. Jeez.
1: With this basketball.
0: I ain't gonna hold you. I wouldn't even go back to my childhood. I'll go back to 2018 because that's when the worst, I'm not saying it's gonna be an intern, I was unpaid. Like I was yeah. literally trying to make it. So the fact that I'm like, yo, like your dream is coming in four years. You know then. Why did you have like a really down time at that
1: time? I like you were like pessimistic? I, or? Be,
2: being an intern, unpaid I mean, an intern for three years getting fun.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And especially right from out of college, you got post-grad. post, post grad. I feel like post-grad depression is definitely a thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, now yeah, you, yeah. And especially coming out, like their standard, you need to get, have a job when you're out of school. Well, obviously, my right. first thing was internship. Was unpaid.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I, I worked with a lot of interns. There's a big difference between an intern that's good yeah. and they're not getting paid. If you're good at it, like there's a restlessness. Yeah. Because like, sure. the good interns, you just give them the stuff that you would normally exactly. give to the paid people yeah. and then you use their stuff in the way that like, and so it feels like, I
0: just want some recognition. That's literally the thing I was talking about, because it's like, like why not why are not people hitting me up? Why am I not getting connected to these jobs? Why am I not? I know I'm good. I can do the job. And I literally get so discouraged. The 2018 was like a very, so I'm graduating that 2018 season when my first internship internship was a dark year for me. I feel like in the sense of being an internship, in all respect to where I was at, it was crippling at times, and it almost broke me. I don't want to do this no more. And it broke some people that I knew that was like, you stepping on the sports because this, this is too bad. But obviously they're doing great and what they're doing now. But honestly, I, it almost broke me. And the thing is that, like, they knew when they came, yo, don't let it break you. you you're too talented. Trust me, you going. it's going to be bigger when you don't break it. But honestly, I didn't feel like I was going to be where I'm at. Yeah. And obviously, right before I left the internship, maybe somebody in the building told me that I was not going to be successful in this field. I'm like, man, really. So I want to go back to, literally to that moment, that conversation, when they told me I wasn't going to be successful in this field. To literally when he walk out I walk out of that, that room I'm like yeah bro You'll be working for The Charlotte Hornets In three years Don't worry about that Yeah You know what I'm saying <laughs> so Four years So that's where I'm like Okay
2: Yeah So That's mm. awesome Man looking forward to Seeing your work in the future So where should people follow you what are your social yeah. handles where, where should they go to make sure they don't miss any of this cool work yeah. that you're going to be so you creating? can follow
0: my myspace i got MySpace. I you got, got a MySpace. Got, no i'm
2: kidding oh, <laughs> he's, a, he's an interpretive dancer my cutting edge myspace account myspace
0: um, um, that might be a good picture <laughs> MySpace. No. i might take that from you and i'll give you a percentage of the cut actually you're, you're be welcome Yeah, yo, yo we got that recorded <laughs> right <laughs> On record, but my Instagram is just Mike Jones NC. Twitter is Mike Jones NC underscore, and then I have a website, MikeJonesNC.com, dot but it's down right now because I'm trying to work with chris trying to get everything figured, situated into that. I'm too incisive with what I want on there and everything. Else. So I give it her, she does it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't take that, I'll take that off. and I, I don't want that, but I have so much to, to show in there, but I don't know, I don't want to show everything. And I feel like in the sense I've always been out with my photography, I want to, I don't want to be put everything out there. Just to know what I do. I want in the sense of, like I put less out there. That way, you can, if you want to learn more, you. Go contact me or, mm. or like you want to get to know me. You know what I'm saying? That's the I, mean, I, I don't put anything personal on my, on my social medias at all. Mm. That way, it force people to, like, hey, yep. let me chop it up with you yep. for a little bit and know how you are. so Makes yeah. sense.
2: And yeah. you might as well go ahead and follow Instagram at Hornets. Yep. So you yep. can make sure to catch all the exactly. awesome work. Yes. And yep. also,
0: y'all still follow NC State football. And my people are there about to do a crazy thing. They're going to win the national championship this year. This is the year to follow them on, too. And then kind of like go out there shout out to them. I'm so excited for them, boys. I'm, that's what's hard. I'm, I'm going to miss them so much. And I know that the fact they're about to win it all and everything they want to go for going to happen this year so it's going to be fun to also to follow them too so I'm going to be a big part of those guys so
2: it's awesome man well congratulations thanks so much thank for coming you. on and sharing your news thank you guys too. for having me man you're no, awesome no better place you know what I'm saying so, <laughs> so,
0: exactly.
1: we love making this stuff for you you can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts get unstuck tell a better story and have a good answer to the question what are you doing today